Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Family and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We hope you had a marvelous Independence Day. And it's always uh, such a reinvigorating day uh, for us as patriots, for us as believers, as followers of Christ. Our nation is so rooted in Scripture, so rooted in the Word of God. And, and we're going to discuss uh, some ways in which that's true with a very special guest today. He is the leader of Alex McFarland Ministries. Before we get to our scripture of the day, I want to bring him right in so that we can hear the word of God together and pray together. We are joined by Alex McFarland himself. Alex, thank you so much for taking uh, the opportunity to be with us today. Oh, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me and may God bless you, my dear friend. Yes, and likewise, we've been together on a number of occasions lately, uh, both in person and on the air and I always value these uh, these opportunities. It's it's great to hear about what you're doing. And uh, uh, after we uh, after we read a little scripture here, I'd like uh, folks to learn a little bit more about your ministries and uh, all the marvelous work. So uh, thank you again. Let's. I want. I, I chose a passage here from Second uh, Timothy, chapter four, uh, that I, I, I that summarizes really what you and I and so many others are committed to doing day by day and. As you know, this is Paul's charge to preach the word. Let's read uh, verses 1 to 5. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Let us pray. Father, we are, are emboldened by this charge that you speak as immediately and truly and directly and forcefully and personally to us today as Paul did to Timothy uh, so many centuries ago. The Word endures. The Word is living and active. The Word is calling and renewing us right now, even as we present this program, filling us with uh, your strength and, and renewed understanding. Lord, we thank you for the understanding of your word. We thank you for the understanding of what freedom is. We thank you for the, the opportunity we have to celebrate that freedom in this great nation. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to defend it vigorously each and every day. Bless us. Bless our conversation today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. So, Alex, you are a speaker and an author. You are a, a, a broadcaster yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the many different dimensions of Alex McFarland Ministries. Well, thank you, Father Frank. And again, let me reiterate what a joy it is to be with you. And, you know, I, I've known of you for many years. I first learned of you through our mutual friend and colleague, Dr. Alveda King. And yes. uh, several years ago, she was speaking for us in some conferences and and more than once, she said, you have got to get to know Father Frank Pavone. Uh, you and he would just be, you know, peas in a pod, you know, <laughs> brothers in arms. And indeed we are. But uh, I've got such a love for you personally, professionally. And I thank the Lord for all that you're doing. But a, a little bit of my story, uh, Father Frank, I grew up in the South in the Bible Belt. And, you know, down, down South, there are churches everywhere. And in a way, uh, the religion is just ubiquitous, but a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I didn't really experience until I was in college. I was 21 years old. And a lot of my friends at college were not Christians. I knew that. This was the late 80s. And I got into apologetics and biblical worldview by trying to equip myself to talk to my friends at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. And just along the way of reading the word of God. And, you know, I was a believer, I mean, literally just a few weeks, maybe a few months. And I discovered uh, C.S. Lewis and G.K. Chesterton and Thomas Aquinas. And, you know, I guess I sort of dove into the deep end of the pool rather quickly, you might say. And uh, I, I just became very, um, very committed to biblical worldview. And then I began to hear names. This was the late 80s again, like Chuck Colson and Phyllis Schlafly yes, and yes. You know, names like that. And, you know, I became pro-life uh, by conviction, not because I had professors or any peers that were pro-life. But um, along this track, and it does get to the, the ministry that I'm into, I began to read books. I had a job at a bookstore and I came across a book by Peter Marshall called The Light and the Glory. And this is worth talking about here, you know, in the aftermath of Independence Day, because I was I'll never forget. I was unpacking a case of books for the bookstore where I worked. And there was this book called The Light and the Glory. Did God have a providential plan for America? Hmm. And I thought. I, all I had ever been taught in school was that America was just some economic experiment. You know, people can be free and make money. I had no knowledge that the Judeo-Christian worldview was infused into our Declaration, Bill of Rights, Constitution. And I became pro-life, uh, one, because of the Word of God. Uh, but also, I begin to read and drill down deeply into Jefferson's words in the Declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these, the right to life. Life. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, I was a Christian, and er all of this uh, comported with my Christian beliefs. But I remember I was at college. In, in 1987, 88, and like all my friends, all my professors were ardently pro-abortion. And, and believe me, I was the odd man out to be pro-life. And they were saying, you know, 
you can't cram your religion down people's throats. And I said, look, um, set Christianity aside for a moment. Constitutionally, uh, our constitutionally protected rights are all predicated on the right to life. And right. liberty and the pursuit of happiness means nothing unless we first are entitled to the right to be alive and to exist. So spiritually and constitutionally, I became a, a very convinced pro-lifer. Now, um, that that 30 years ago, things that God did in my soul and in my mind 30 years ago, Father, uh, shaped the entire trajectory of my life. And uh, I became a youth pastor. I went to graduate school and seminary. For 11 years, I was a youth pastor. And we would rent the local venue and bring in speakers. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we began to do events all over the country. One day in uh, 2003, uh, December of 2003, my telephone rang, and it was a man named James Dobson. And I'm sure you probably know Dr. Dobson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he, he said, uh, I, Alex, I know what you're doing, the conferences, speakers. Uh, I want you to bring your circus under my tent. And so my wife and I moved to Colorado. And uh, in the spring of 2004, I began to work for James Dobson. And um, opportunities came along to write books. At this point, uh, Father Frank, we've done 49 major citywide conferences uh, Protestant Catholic speakers, uh, Protestant and Catholic attendees, skeptics, atheists. We've um, not only truth, not only the pro-life message, but just the existence of God and Christianity, but also American exceptionalism. These right. are the, the topics that we impart to people of all ages, but especially young, young people. Right now I'm in the middle of doing six summer youth camps in uh, five different states. And so uh, I'll summarize by saying we're just, we love Jesus and we're trying to save America. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, before we go much further, to, to connect with all this work, what's the website where people can reach you? Just uh, my name, alexmcfarland.com. Uh, and if I could give a second website, we have another website called viraltruth.com, viraltruth.com. And those are our campus clubs where we train kids to, uh, in public schools, have youth camps and clubs. We equip them with talking points and we train young people, middle school and high schoolers, to reach their friends. Yes, with the message of Christianity, of course, but also with the, the message of America. Yes. And so viraltruth.com is our second website. Now, uh, you know, you were mentioning about becoming pro-life and so forth and how this was this is really rooted in our in our declaration. And also when the founders talked about the laws of nature and of nature's God. I mean, it's it's you know, if it's OK to kill a baby then 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 all other kinds of of morality go out the window along with that and yet I, I wanted to get your comments on you know we just saw the other night i was at a uh ralph reed's conference road to majority and we were with president trump and he gave a great a great talk in which he pointed out the extremism of the democrats on abortion i mean this idea that you could have unlimited abortion no regulations no restrictions no limits they're all in for this 
And the American people have never bought into that. There's no survey that shows people wanting abortion when it's a healthy baby of a healthy mother in the seventh, eighth, and ninth month of pregnancy. I mean, they go that far. Yeah. And then the it, 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 just also a few days ago, we had a, a group of, of congressional Democrats who identify as Catholic uh, issue a statement where they're justifying their support for abortion. And in that statement, they're actually saying, we stand for the least among us. How do you, I mean, just on the level of logic, I mean, this is like insanity. What are your thoughts about, I mean, how do we get to this point in America where people in significant positions of power think this way? Well, uh, Father Frank, th this illustrates how sin causes uh, blindness and ultimately bondage. Uh, you know, one thing that I think the church in all of her permutations needs to do, and especially clergy, we've got to remind people that sin is real and sin is serious and sin is detrimental and sin is deadly. And uh, one of the most frightening things is to betray one's conscience. And I, I would just appeal to everybody watching this, and I do pray for our elected officials on, on all sides of the aisle, because as you know, uh, Father, that to betray your conscience and to ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit is a very, very dangerous thing, because the next time, see, to your question, you asked, how do we get here? Uh, we are five decades in to the suppression of known truth and really the deadening and the callousing and the coarsening of our conscience. And honestly, look, I, I've debated at more than 200 American universities. I know you've spoken and debated. Uh, I should say spoken and or debated at 200 American universities. Here's the thing. I've met people. It's a very frightening state. I've met people, Father, that I think can no longer tell right from wrong. Right, right. And and. I would appeal to people like the Bible talks about in the book of Romans, that people uh, are eventually the spirit of God stops calling and God gives them over, literally yeah. relinquishes them to what's called a reprobate mind. Now, a the state of reprobation, you can no longer tell right from wrong. You can no longer hear the voice of God. Um just the very prospect of that should terrify any and all of us, shouldn't it? That is terrifying. That is the point where we are for sure. And 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 that's why, you know, it, 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 the, 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 the forgetting of what's right versus what's wrong brings us to the forgetting of basics like what's a man and what's a woman. I mean, it, 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 we, we're just a total obliteration of truth. Um, right. And that, of course, is connected. Our founding fathers, as you well know, and by the way, for those that are joining us uh, at this point, we are talking with Alex McFarlane. He's a noted expert on youth, on culture, on religion. He's a author, commentator, and, and just a, a, a great a, a proclaimer of the kingdom of God and of, of America. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, the thing, Alex, that I've been um, uh, talking to people about lately, our founders, in giving us so much opportunity for freedom, the way they set this country up, took a big risk. And, and that risk was exactly what we're seeing now, that, you know, a people who are governing themselves would forget the right direction to go in because they forget the difference between good and evil. And that leads us 
back into tyranny because we're, we're subject to our own passions. We're end, we, we end up with chaos in our streets. We've been seeing that. Uh, we end up with a, a, a departure from freedom. You depart from truth and morality, you depart from freedom. Now, we're celebrating our nation's freedom in these days, and our friend, our mutual friend, uh, Eduardo Verastegui, uh, has just come out with a fantastic movie about freedom. Could you tell us a little bit about that and the, uh, and the other key issue that that addresses, which I know you have also been speaking about? Well, you, you know, the film states and, you know, insightful, thoughtful people for decades have gently and, uh, you know, uh, consistently tried to remind us that our nation is predicated on God and truth and personal accountability. G.K. Chesterton, one of the great thinkers that I would urge everybody to familiarize yourself with, the Chesterton said man can govern himself within by the Ten Commandments, or he'll have to be policed from without by the 10,000 commandments. In other words, we have to have laws upon laws upon laws. And the, the film is a clarion call back to the, the things that really pave the way for liberty, stability, prosperity. Think about this, folks. We've had liberty, stability, prosperity. Why? Because of God, because of belief in moral accountability, and yes, I mean, uh, a good citizen will obey the law and law enforcement officers, but the best citizens are the ones that are mindful that we're accountable to Almighty God. And everyone must give an account of himself to God. That's why we, we don't want to commit murder, adultery, treason, slander, lying. We want to live morally, not not salvation. Salvation is by the, the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm saying for uh, being a citizen, a stable, safe, prosperous, free nation is possible when we control ourselves because we're mindful of the fact that we'll give an account to God. Uh, Father Frank, this morning I got a call from the Washington Times and they're, they're doing an article and maybe they contacted you as well. But they're talking to uh, philosophers, political science theorists, and different ones. There, there seems to be like no trust in our institutions. Yeah. And, and they, they said, we also want to talk to a theologian. And I said, well, look, we've eliminated truth. And with the elimination of truth, there's the extinction of trust. If, if, if nothing is true, and anybody might be lying to me or manipulating me or exploiting me, we're, we're, in a, we're on the brink of a state of lawlessness. Yes. Now that film addresses this, but um, I think we really have to call out the LGBTQ trans and pro-abortion communities. Because let me say this, I'm sorry to go so long, but a little bit of my psychology background here. People cannot live forever in a state of cognitive dissonance. Now, cognitive dissonance is when you've done the wrong, but you know the right. That's why people go to confession. That's why we have to get things off of our chest. I've preached in dozens of prisons, Father, and every time we do a crusade or an event in a prison, and we've been in maximum security prisons, death row, inmates will 
pulled me aside though and said, Pastor, listen, for 25 years I've said I was innocent, but I've before I die, I've got to get this off my chest. Yes. I did it. I'm guilty. May God have mercy on my soul. Now, yeah. here's my point. When you're in a state of cognitive dissonance and you've done the wrong, but deep inside, you know the right, you'll do one of two things. You'll either change your behavior or you'll change your belief. And right. what the Democrats have done, uh, they've, they know abortion is wrong. They know sodomy is a crime against nature and a sin against God. They know marriage is, by definition, between a man and a woman. They know that male and female are objective categories of being, and an ontological XY chromosome male cannot become a female, and vice versa. They know that. But rather than do the, the, the right thing, and admit that we've been championing false views. They're, they're suppressing the knowledge of truth. And it's jeopardized our whole nation at this point. We're talking about the souls of people in the future of our country. It is time to admit that we're wrong, uh, those on the left, and say, look, we've tried, we've spent six decades trying to legitimize things that a five-year-old knows are false. Uh, we were wrong. Let's do a course correction and go back to the solid ground of truth and morals and God. You know, when we depart from those things, uh, uh, as you're as you are saying here, it, it, it ends up not just being an intellectual exercise. We see real-world devastating consequences. We see cities in chaos. We see the border uh, reduced to non-existence. We see a, a tumbling economy, chaos throughout the world. And we also see these evils of, of human trafficking uh, that are, are, are this film, Sound of Freedom, addresses. Uh, and, and people like, like are looking at all these evils, uh, not to mention, of course, all the the dead bodies of these aborted babies and the the wounds in the in the souls and the bodies of the moms and the dads and people say how did we end up getting here well because of that departure uh that yeah you know that you just described it, 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 these things have consequences so um uh i i want to thank you again for for articulating those those dynamics those consequences uh friends alec alexmcfarland.com uh, is uh, the the website and viraltruth.com, uh, these two key websites. And Alex, tell us about your presence on social media and some of the uh, the social media addresses that you have as well. Well, well, thank you so much, Father Frank. We have a YouTube channel, uh, just Alex McFarland and a, a Twitter uh, account. We also do a show, uh, and we have a, a lot of guests. We do a show called Truth and Liberty. And Truth and Liberty is a call-in show. Um, I need to have you on as a guest, but we have opinion makers and spiritual and cultural leaders to try to um, stand for truth. And really, um, I, I got to say this, people are free to believe whatever they want to believe. But what's happening, and, and we address this on the Truth and Liberty television show, is that people have been using the tools of freedom to undermine and destroy freedom. Uh, they're yes. using the, the constitutional rights to undermine and deny and really subvert the Constitution. 
And uh, I want to call on clergy, Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, anyone that uh, is in a position of leadership and influence. I I realize people say to me, Father Frank, they'll they'll say, Alex, you know, my home is in heaven. Uh, We're not here to save the world. We're just here to to win souls. And uh, Augustine addressed that 1600 years ago. He lived 354 to 430. And Augustine in City of God reminded us that until we are in the city of God, we have an obligation to the city of man. Yes. And I call on people, stay informed, vote, influence others. And with the help of a sovereign God, perhaps our country can be saved. Well, that is a message you and I are privileged to echo together with so many other allies in this battle. And brothers and sisters, those of you watching and listening, uh, you are our allies as well. We need each and every one of you. doesn't matter how young, how old, how experienced or how inexperienced you have that willingness uh, to fight. And uh, we need we need all your efforts. Alice, could I ask you as we conclude to lead uh, our audience in a brief prayer, please? Amen. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, our Savior, Lord, we thank you that we have a message, we have a mission, we have a calling. And like 2 Timothy 4, we are to preach the word and stand for truth. And Lord, we are in that time of itching ears and people that uh, they, they don't love truth, they don't love righteousness. But I pray by your Holy Spirit, you would raise up a, a, just an army, a countless mass of people that love you, Lord, and will stand for truth. Please help our nation. Have mercy on this prodigal nation. I thank you for Father Frank Pavone. Uh, bless him, priest for life. Unite us. 